0: I love trees. In fact, one of the many reasons that I wanted to intern with this congregation was your proximity to the lake and the tree lined shores that would feed my soul before and after services. Robin Wall Kimmer is a descendant of the native Potawatomi tribe, the tribe who used to live where this church sits, and some of our members descend. And she once describes In some native languages, the term for plants translates to those who take care of us. If, as she points out, plants take care of us, we need to grow trees to sustain us. As a child, trees were my playhouses. Under the tall pine in the corner of our home lot, I made an imaginary house. I saw the 50-foot tree as having dozens and dozens of rooms with multiple floors formed by the branches. I imagined tree children and animals all living with me in my giant tree house. I loved how that tree shielded me from the rain. I was hidden in the tree dreaming of a future life. John Muir said, between every two pines is a doorway to a new world. I figured he must have seen my pine tree house. My other favorite tree as a child was the magnolia tree, or tulip tree as some around here sometimes call it. I love to rest on the soft bark and gentle curves of its branches, I had one particular branch that held me like a chase lounge. With my feet propped up, it was the best place to imagine being in my private flower land. In spring, the tulip-like petals formed right at the end of the school year. I gently placed the flower petals around my tree sanctuary for decoration blankets. Sometimes, sitting in the tree, I would watch older kids coming home from school activities, and they had no idea I was hiding in my tree. As I watched them come and go, I wished I had friends my age to play with. I would sit rubbing the magnolia petals between my thumb and forefinger, contemplating my worries. That soothing smoothness was a way to ease my anxiety. Anything I may have felt about childhood worries. Those trees were my church. In fact, trees are still my church. Many of you have seen my tree drawings, or you can visit my Etsy store. I meditate on how trees reach one another, forming their community always be on the lookout for oak trees that often sit alone at the edge of old farm fields. I always tell my friends when we see one, that's me. I am in that tree. In fact, I believe the souls of old wise women go live in those big old oak trees. I can see their faces in the bark. And if I listen very close, I can hear their wisdom. I'm asking you to think of this church as your tree, your tree fort sanctuary, your resting place. These are my people. This is my tribe. I found my home here. These are statements you shared as to why you are a part of this church. Perhaps you're here because this church aligns with your values, or you raised your children here. Our Unitarian ancestors built this spiritual home when they raised twice the amount of money they needed to build this structure. They wanted you to have a tree fort long after they were gone. And think too about what we have accomplished. Our church community plants relationships investing in our people by inspiring, giving hope, and forming alliances. We are accomplices in working on the social ills of racism, white supremacy, school equity, and fairness. We have extended our limbs and lumber to people when they need us, like some who are new in town. We've assisted people who needed a meal or listening after a breakup or job loss. We have helped people as they were released from prison to root themselves. We have given rides to those who needed transportation. We have offered thousands of referrals, referrals that extend beyond the walls of this church but strengthen our community here. And each week, myself and Reverend Eric and our pastoral care team seed this church with chaplaincy services. Our garden has been a communal effort. Even our Unitarian ancestors did much more than a rich church soil. Church soil. We have a steady foundation and are growing up and out into our community. Your finance team board and staff look at your resources like this. Precious life sustaining trees. They are fastidious about the care and growth of our forest. I have to tell you, in over 20 years of reviewing nonprofit finance reports in my career across a broad spectrum of nonprofit organizations, I have never seen the exactness that this group of people brings to a budget. Not a penny is wasted, every dollar is accounted for. They don't round up. They are constantly looking for better deals and looking at how to enrich the church soil with nutrients to keep our lineage strong. They operate with full transparency to help us flower and bloom, both for us and for those people we don't even know yet who are gonna benefit. People who will find comfort as soft as a magnolia petal, and lift their spirits tall like that giant pine of my childhood. Imagine, if you will, rubbing that magnolia petal in your fingers, or stroking those pine boughs and smelling the scent. Ask yourself, what are my visions and dreams for this church? What dreams do I have for Unitarian Universalism? Robin Wall Kimmer, the descendant of the Potawatomi, said, this land knows you even when you are lost. Do you dream of us being a church of geeks and artists and entrepreneurs or nerds? Some say Unitarian Universalists are a people of faith who don't fit elsewhere, making up the pulp of our stock. Do you dream of investing in Unitarian Universalism? by sponsoring a seminarium into ministry? This church began being a teaching congregation offers a huge, huge opportunity to influence our future faith. What is your dream? Do you imagine your dream stretching like a vine all over town? Do you imagine spreading sunshine, warming one another, even when hope feels cloudy? We cradle one another like a sheltering tree. Together, we are generating a legacy. We're asking you today to consider how you can invest in our evolution. Think of the Potawatomi who used to engage their spirits here with dance and song, food, community, on this very ground. This church continues that long tradition of sanctuary for so many, even for those who came so long before us, they couldn't even imagine us. In 1901, when Reverend Florence Buck arrived at this church, she answered a call to take a building from a seedling to the rock and hardwood structure that her congregant and largest donor to the stewardship campaign, Mr. Simmons of Simmons' mattress, envisioned. Now, Florence Buck was a science teacher first. She used her love of nature to build this church and her ministry. Our beloved Reverend Buck inspired many of her messages from science and nature. In a sermon she gave called The Divineness of Common Things, she taught things which are near and familiar have lessons to teach us of God to make human hearts. She stated that science is no threat to God's revelation in nature, rather that nature invites communion with God. She wrote, Scripture teaches that the place on which we stand is holy ground. I have told you before, and I'm telling you now, you are nurturing one of Florence buck's wildest dreams. You, in fact, are one of her wildest dreams. I'm asking you today to cultivate your dream. Dream tall like a tree, big like a forest. Dream powerful like the waves that crash up on Lake Michigan today and every day, because those waves feed our forest. You too can sow those seeds that will create history. And That's the funny thing about history. We don't even know we were making it at the time. It is when we look back that we can see what was significant. Giving money together is a spiritual practice. We give because it's good for our soul to be generous. When the basket passes us each Sunday, even if we've already made a pledge, dropping even a dollar or a 20 or a 5 makes us feel more generous. Leaving a bigger tip makes us feel more generous. Where we put our money is a manifestation of our values because money is an energy. You can choose to hold that energy as scarcity or abundance, all in the same moment. And this church has moved past scarcity, and with your help, we will continue to grow abundance. Every single biblical story about abundance is about working together. The loaves and fishes didn't come from one person sharing but from all the people sharing together. We build our spiritual wealth together. So often when we hear about giving, we think, oh, I don't have enough, or my donation will be so small that it would be embarrassing. Keep in mind, people give anywhere from $5 a month to $1,500 a month and more, and all those donations are treasured perennials. This isn't about just a few people making big donations, but about all of us acting in that bounty. So many charities have really high overhead costs. This church uses your money with great care. Our dividends reach so far out into the community, they are much like a dandelion seed head flying out all over the Midwest as we travel and spread the good news of Unitarian Universalism. This is about us, actively securing our trunks together. Each of us are here are like a different species of plant. As we know, the healthiest gardens and farms are not the ones of monoculture, one crop, but are ones of permaculture, where the understory and the canopy of plants above and below nurture one another, creating prolific, ongoing harvests. My friend and musician Toshi Regan, I've quoted before, says that if we each give what we can, if we each do what we can, it will be enough. It will be enough for us to not just pay for staff, but to expand our capacity. It will be enough to develop programs to nurture your souls. And Robin Wall Kimmer says, to love a place is not enough. We must feel and provide ways to heal it. This church cannot just be loved, but must be healthy. And we heal our community and plan for the future by building relationships and being good stewards of our orchard. We're doing it for a future we may or may not be here to take part in, and that is why we often put the church in our wills and make it a beneficiary of our trust or our insurance policies. Can you make a commitment to be a cultivator? What amount makes you feel like an investor in our garden? I'm in this with you. I'm investing considerable time and resources into this church. Are you in? Where can you put yourself this year? Can you stay the same? Can you share our gifts, your gifts in our garden? Can you seed more to our resources? To grow in the abundance I feel in this community. Won't you join me in planting seeds for tomorrow where the Potawatomi people, Reverend Buck, and our spiritual ancestors once roamed? Kimmer says when you feel the earth loves you in return that feeling transforms a relationship from a one-way street to a sacred bond. There's a Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Stewardship asks us to plant trees, to put down roots, just as people have been doing for 150 years here. And as descendants of our Bradford Unitarian ancestors, we are benefiting from trees they planted. Now last week I told you about the wetlands. Think about the wetlands and rainforests. We benefit from all of those without fully understanding the science and the impact of those ecosystems. We know the, plant needs, the planet needs them long after we're gone. We know we benefit even if we don't live close to them. Our church has that same impact. Just like the vision of Reverend Buck and Mr. Simmons, we are engaging this church for us and for generations beyond our imagination. When you look at the church budget, because I hear it's emailed to y'all. So when that comes, consider that every line item is one of those that someone had a dream for. Someone put down that dream on that line item and planted it for us to benefit from. And as fellow gardeners, dreamers, and forest supporters, let us lift up the transformative relationship. Look around you at the sacred bonds you have here. Jump in if you haven't yet. Drink our Unitarian Universalism Because that transformative relationship is one you can lift up for each of us and for the history we are putting down in our roots. May we not disappoint the trees.